But let me get my uh, snack crackle pop together real quick. Not just snack crackle pop. That's <laughs> she got a whole goddamn snack bar. I can just imagine, even without even hearing it, just seeing it, I can imagine how much noise that's making around. Like, Jesus Christ, this is. <laughs> is that bread? What is that? Are you making a sandwich? Oh, my goodness. Lord have mercy. All right, I'm ready. No, okay, so I just walked in from the gym, literally, and I'm starving. I'm doing a Kelly. You're right. I'm like, okay, you're taking Kelly play. But at least I was on time, okay? This <laughs> is true. This is true. All right. Well, let's get it started. Let's get it started. That should be the uh, <clears throat> the new Boom Shakalaka. <laughs> Make somebody have to sing that whole little. Mm. <laughs> All right. This, mm -mm. Boom shakalaka. gentlemen to another episode of the worst ones podcast we are preachers kids and this is the place for preachers kids who are bold enough to come and share their intimate stories of how they were judged uh, based off of their parents occupation does that sound pretty accurate <laughs> give or take <clears throat> um, my name is Rudy Wilson. I am a PK. We got uh, Janessa rolling in the house. She's a PK. We got Terry Wheezy in the building. He is a PK. And of course, Kelly Lee has found a way to wiggle her PK ass up out of here. Uh, so she's not here today. But no, shout out to Kelly Lee. Um, Janessa, mm -hmm. how, are you, how are you doing? This in this in this season three episode two we are in season three meaning year three we have started year three episode two wow. how, how do you feel how are you how's your mental how's, I'm doing pretty good um I'm on this health kit kind of sort of well I am let me not say that I've done three workouts today today was probably my most intense you day three workouts. I did three workouts. Why did you do three workouts? Because, you know, I'm just trying to whip it back into shape. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you meeting a deadline? <laughs> yes. So I have oh. a trip coming up in oh, April. Oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> yes, I will be going to Jamaica and Mexico. So I want to Jamaica and snap. Mexico. Okay. And it's funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's just ironic. Uh, in 2020, April 20th. 20, yeah. I was supposed to go to Jamaica and the pandemic hit like two weeks. It actually hit on my birthday. Everything shut down on my birthday. That was that's a whole nother story. Okay. And so when we planned this trip with a different group of friends, it happens to be the exact same departure date at to Jamaica as three years ago. So when I did that trip, I did keto, and that's when I lost like 40 pounds and I, you know, bought a whole new wardrobe just for it to get canceled. So, gotcha. um, yeah, I'm trying it kind of a full circle, getting back in shape and going on this trip. You ain't doing keto now, though. No, I'm not. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that bread. You can't have that bread. in them chips. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, there's certain kind of chips you can have, but no, definitely yeah, not no bread. These are, this is not keto at all, but yeah, so I did three workouts today. Um, work's been going pretty good. School hasn't started back. So that's another reason why I can kind of work out more. So I don't have this much with school, but everything's going good. 
Gotcha. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm glad you you back out here in these gym streets. You did, and I don't know if you I don't know if you said this or not, but you did three like different types of workouts, or it was all the. Mm-hmm. So I did like abs, lower body, cardio this morning. Then I did an outdoor walk, and then I went to LA Fitness and just did a Zumba class. Okay, so, that's mm-hmm. Zumba is that's like what exactly? That's just dancing and, and exercising, or pretty much. I like my lady. It's like. You know, Caribbean, um, Latin music, mm-hmm. Afro beats, mm-hmm. a little, little twerk, you know, mm-hmm. a little ratchet. Just mm-hmm. 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 so it's just like a mix of all different stuff. I like it. But I'm saying, like but, I'm saying the, but I'm saying the movement itself is just everything is just about dancing and exercising. Okay. Correct. Because I've, I've always heard of, you know, uh, Zumba, but I've never actually liked been in a class. I just was trying to identify. You should come. There are guys in my class. Yeah, I mean, I believe there are guys that do. I don't think anything wrong with it. I just have never. I've done, like, spin classes. Spin classes, that's my shit. I don't like spin. Spin class. <laughs> it's the seats for me. Yeah. I can't do the seats. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why, but that's why, but if you if, if they if you got somebody who's going to, you know, get you up and on the seat, like, you, you only sit long enough to rest your leg, and then once, once you know, it, the seat for like it's sticking up your ass, you back standing up again, you know? But then you get to a point where you're so tired, you can't lift yourself up, but you can't sit down either. And that's, and your shoes be stuck in them thing. Mm. Well, that's why you got to get the, what's the name? Well, the, uh, the last time I was doing the spin classes, um, it's when I was in the military and the, and the gym there, they had. They provided like the little jelly things you could put on the seats. The little on the gel. seats, yeah. it's gonna have so, to be something. So it, it ain't, so it ain't as bad because just yeah. Any, I mean, really, any bike seat, like sitting on the bike too long, is terrible. Like it's just, yeah. My personal bike that I have at home, I got a, a wider seat with like the memory foam because mm. you know, got a lot back there that needs to be cushioned. So gotcha, gotcha, too sure. Okay, well that's yeah, good. That's what's up. Terry Weezy, what's poppin'? Oh, I'm just feeling bad because I've also gained uh, 40 pounds over the last two years, and uh, I'm not I'm not doing anything about it. So There you go. So you, so, you, you, quit, you quit all your workouts, your diets, or whatever you were doing? I know you were doing different Yeah. Things. Yeah, I'm the one, I think I'm the one that told Janessa about keto because I, I did the keto thing for a while and dropped like 30 pounds. Uh, yeah, you know... Uh, pandemic hit everybody differently for me it just made me lazy that was it i just stopped doing my workouts and slowly surely started coming back up and i was like ah and i'm at the point right now where i'm like i gotta do something about this before it gets out of hand uh but it's it's always the hardest thing is always just getting started you know it's that first step yeah but i figure i'll take it Cause I'm moving soon, so I don't want to move all pudgy and gross. So. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm mad at you. Yeah, it's it's like you get uh, you pack on some weight, so you get lazy and uh, and it makes you tired and you lose your energy. And because you don't have any energy, you don't want to work out. So it's it's one of those cycle things. Yeah, yeah. Not for you. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to say fuck it for a while, you know. I like the guy. I saw a guy, like one of these health guys on Instagram, and he's like, you keep waiting for inspiration. He's like, you keep waiting for energy and drive. He's like, no, that comes later. (laughs) He's like, you have to do it against your own will first. Yeah. 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 He's like, then then you get excited about it, which is true, because when I originally started working out and dieting, like I didn't really get into it until I'd already lost ten pounds, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually working." You know, <laughs> who'd have thought if I right. stop eating junk food and and working out a little, mm. I can actually get thinner. No, that's facts. That's facts. That's facts. All right. Well, uh, yeah, it always sucks when you eat your way out of your wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like start buying new clothes. Oh, I've, I've been there. That's a that's a disappointment for me. That's that's when I go, okay, time to do something because I don't want to spend a few hundred dollars on new clothes. 
And it and it and believe it or not, since everybody's on their health kick and weight loss journey, it 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 affects you going downgrade as well. Like when you lose the weight, yeah. you know, you got to buy new clothes. So if you're going to buy, what I'm saying is, if you're going to buy new clothes because of your weight, at least let it be because you got thinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, just in whatever the right direction is that you want, because some people may already be thin who's listening and want to mm. get thicker, whatever. But mm. it just makes sure you're going in the right direction. Well, if they want to get thicker, they can have some of mine. <laughs> gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. I'm blessed. I'm always good. You know, I, I have no complaints. I thank God every day for my life. Thank God every day for me being me. I wouldn't want to be anybody else. Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You wouldn't want to be somebody else? No. I wouldn't. I would be Tom. Be? I don't know, Tom Hanks. You want to be like the famous, just have his fame or whatever, and be him for that? Or you want everything that transpired in his life? Like No, honestly, I just want his money. Okay. That's, I, I, you can keep the fame. So I'll, I'll, I'll trade that out. I just want to be some rich, anonymous dude. Become a voice actor. <laughs> Seriously. No, I've heard that. I've heard the, the voice acting thing. I actually have a voice that lends to it, too, so I probably should. Seth, Seth MacFarlane himself said, like, he, 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 could walk, he walks around, like, all the time. People have no idea who he is. Well, he's still famous, though. But I, but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. And he's on the more famous, n- more notable face side of things. And he's still yeah. like he said, like when he goes to restaurants, like they'll have to like actually do the voice for people to even really even know, like, oh, that's him. You know what I'm saying? Well, what like he he, he, he did family all the guy. Family Guy and all the stuff from there. Well, he he created Family Guy, but he yeah he does the voice of Brian Peter and. Uh, Stewie and, and if you would have did the voice to me, I still would have been like, Ew, "Who are you?" Because I watch you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have been better off saying like Hank Azaria, uh, who is one of he's one of the the guys on The Simpsons who does the voices on The Simpsons. I didn't watch yeah. The Simpsons either growing yeah. up. Well, there you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that you have been sheltered. <laughs> I, I mean, my parents wouldn't let us watch. Um, Rugrats either they said that Angelica was disrespectful and oh wow <laughs> they did not want us to be imitating sister Angelica so we, we weren't allowed to watch the Smurfs yeah wow. because the because the Smurfs had magic and any magic that doesn't come from God is coming from the devil so well when I was young young I, I just <laughs> I, I just wasn't allowed to watch Martin mm. Well, I, I was, I was, uh, I was halted from watching it because I was watching it, but then my parents was like, "You know, this is a little too mature for your age. <laughs> we, we, need, we need, we need to, we need to reel this back in." Actually, I, I just mentioned that to my dad when I saw him uh, last because we were talking about that, and I was like, "Looking back, you wouldn't let us watch the Smurfs, and yet every week we'd all sit down together and watch the Cosby Show." So, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I said, y'all were way off the mark. <laughs> we did. It was a, a family thing. I think it was probably, so it probably was the reverse. Maybe the Smurfs were good people, but the show just was magic. And But then with the Cosby. It's the made show, up. The, it's the show, but that's what I'm saying. So with the, with the Cosby, the show was good, but then he just was bad. Right? Oh, so yeah, yeah. Just, I just thought that was I thought that was funny. They wouldn't let us watch a different world when that started. They're like, no, that's too mature for you. Gotcha. I feel that. I um yeah, no, it was pretty much just like grown shit. Um I mean we we I mean we've already talked about this, but and I never was like really searching for it, so it wasn't that big of a deal to me, but um, you know, Bishop Paul preached about that whole uh Harry Potter shit, Janessa. Mm. So crazy. You, you don't you don't remember that? Mm-mm. Yeah, this was um. I'm gonna say. Well, no, 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 no. This was like on TV. Like it was like a sermon he had preaching, mm-hmm. and, and it came on TV. And and of course, I mean, of course, we gonna know about it because it's you know it's Bishop Paul. It's all you know. It's it's the pipeline. For not only full gospel, but his freaking brother is our pat. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's, of course it's gonna. Now Bishop didn't 
bring this up per se, like on the pulpit. This was just, but it, it got brought up within the church, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like Bishop didn't like preach against it or whatever, but when Bishop Paul did, uh, yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but, um, so I know my mom kind of was like on that, but I, like I said, I wasn't really checking for Harry Potter at the time, anyways. So I wasn't, I wasn't really like scarred or anything, um, you know, but. That whole Harry Potter thing is nonsense. I mean, for, I mean, for the same reason as the Smurfs, all right? It's it's fictional, it's made by men, you know. Now, if a guy walks up to me on the street and says "blibbity blobbity blue" and you know whatever and does real magic, yeah, sure, then you can call it you know wicked. But written by a homeless woman, like it's not real. Yeah, you know, it's a ghost story. Gotcha. So they, so they, they, but they, so they, the people who are just say against it, do they think that magic is real? Then is that why they're trying to stop it? Because, because your your perspective is it isn't real. So do they think that hmm. it actually is real? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I I don't presume to know what they think about something. But uh, I'll tell you what: if I have a kid and that kid wants to read. I'm not stopping them. I don't care what it is. Read what, as long as you're reading, I think it's a great thing. The kids right. reading anything, good for them in this day and age. Right, right. Yeah. right. Well, now that I think about it, just, you know, just going back to magic real quick, I, I think, because I always thought my whole life, like, oh man, magic ain't real. But I think actually magic is real because I think the point of magic is for it to be an illusion. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to make it appear like something's happening, but it's something totally different. Which is what makes it, I guess, real. You know what I'm saying? Mm. As opposed to it being like it being fake is is what makes it real. So, in uh, by that estimation, would would those same people say have a problem if uh, a magician at a kid's birthday party? And most of them probably wouldn't. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's I, what I'm saying. I, I, I get oh, you. That's, trust me. that's not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you. Harry Potter. I get you. Trust me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally mm-hmm. clear on what you're saying. But I know it's frustrating to think about. Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, um, I guess we're gonna have to go with this topic anyways. It was, it was supposed to be for the four of us, but of course, you know, here we are. So, uh, <laughs> um, we can keep going with magic. Vanessa looked like she had something to say. I don't know enough about magic. <laughs> Um, anybody been to Magic City? Just out of curiosity, Magic City. Yeah. No, Which... I, I have. Well, no, I haven't been to Magic City, but I've been to other places. Which Magic City are you talking about? Uh, in Atlanta. Uh, so, the, which the, city the, is that? <laughs> uh, no, no, Magic City. Okay, does attending the same church. Start your growth, meaning uh, it's, you grew up in a church, you've been in that church your whole life, you're not an adult, you still go to that same church. Uh, and the way this question was presented to me was even more specifically, if that church is just a teaching and ideology is pretty much, it remains the same. Not so much as far as like, oh, they don't use social media to promote their stuff, but I'm saying as far as like the the teaching and the thinking or whatever it is they got going on. Can can that stunt your growth or can or does that actually help your growth, I guess, with that level of just say consistency? I feel like it stunts your growth. I think that's pretty obvious. If you you know, if you cook the same five meals every week to eat. You know, we saying, does that stunt your growth as like a, a cook? Yeah, of course it does. You know, if you go to the same place and buy the same clothes every week, does that stunt your fashion sense? Of course it does. You know, uh, to grow, you have to experience new things. That's that's my initial response, but I am thinking about it. But does, but I guess, but is that, is your growth being just say stunted in, in, inconsistency is that better or worse than 
just say it possibly getting stunted by moving somewhere else. Cause like you go somewhere else and yeah, you may just say grow as a Christian from, you know, even if it was a bad experience because you may have learned something that you didn't know before, but are you actually just say growing spiritually? Like do you have to move in, in order for it to be a change or can you affect change right where you are in order to then grow more because eventually, I mean, even if just say if you grew up in a church, most of the, the, you know, the pastors or whatever, God forbid, anytime soon, but, you know, will eventually die or retire or whatever the case may be. So then you're going to then be dealing with, you know, new people in those positions, you know what I'm saying? Which then grows. Yeah, but if they, but if they go too far against, if they go too far outside of what has already been established, you know, you're going to lose a lot of members. You might lose the church, you know, so. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, that is a risk. Yeah. So I, I mean, there is something to there is something to be said uh, for people just keeping up the status quo. Uh, that's that's very comforting. So you might grow in like your dedication to your particular church because of that. People like to feel safe and comforted, and and you know, uh, go and hear the same things, and you know. But I don't think it makes you grow. I was going to say, um, I think the Bible doesn't change. Like the message that's being taught is not changing. You know, I, the Bible says, <laughs> we're going to, I'm going to find it, but you know, God is the same the yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So that's not going to change. But I think the way we present the message is what kind of evolves over time. If, you know, there once was a, a time in the black church where like my mom used to tell me, oh, happy day um, was like seen as a radical song, you know, having more instruments mm. than just a piano was seen as just out there. If we were singing the same, oh, happy day and couldn't have all the things we had today, probably musically like probably a lot of people who have been reached through the Kirk Franklins and the Jay Moss and the John P. Keys and, you know, all these amazing people who come down the line, um, you know, maybe not have that had that same experience. So I think the way we present the Bible, the way we present God changes over time, um, but not necessarily the message. Um and I think one way that churches can kind of stay in the loop, I know at our church, you can only be in a leadership position for two years in theory. In theory. And that's too, in, theory. <laughs> in theory, because, you know, I've been the president of the young adult choir for a good seven years now. But <laughs> That's all another situation. But are you are you the only one, or is this like every, does that work for everybody as well? Because like it could be a pastor's daughter thing, or um. Well, it's been a it's, that's a whole other story. I wanted to pass I wanted to pass it off to somebody else for this uh -huh. reason. So the reason we do it is that there's always fresh ideas. Like uh -huh. if you just have the same person in the same leadership positions, uh -huh. you know, the ideas may get stale or it might just be the same ideas uh -huh. time and time again. Uh -huh. um, in my case, finding a replacement has been challenging and then the uh -huh. pandemic hit. And uh -huh. so that's a whole nother situation. But I think that's one way is keeping fresh ideas by rotating um, some of your leadership positions um, and then I also think bringing in people. So like revivals, that gives an opportunity to hear, we're teaching from the same Bible, but a different perspective, maybe. Um, revivals or just conferences, or even in today's world, you know, you can watch services online. You can, you can physically go to your own church. All right. Come home at noon and then go watch somebody in California. And maybe right. at six o'clock, you might watch somebody in New York. And right. you know what I'm saying? So it's, I definitely think there are ways to uh, evolve 
as the world evolves in church, mm -hmm. but does it necessarily stunt your growth? I think it stunts your growth when it's the same message, the same way, this all the time. Like there's mm -hmm. no evolution in that front. Mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. when you start getting a little stunted. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think kind of to your point, as far as like, well, I don't say your point, but your position as far as like you know uh having having a role and not being able to pass it on or whatever um but even just you having a role like you know growing just say growing up in church there's some kids you know who may always be doing something like my mom always had us doing something but even for people who may have not always done something when they get older, they may start doing something. If they grow up in that same church under that same leadership, whatever, they may eventually get older and be like, you know what? I should start like whatever participating. I should start serving whatever the case may be. And to me, I mean, that sounds like growth. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like you, you know, being just say like a youth usher growing up, but then you get older and now you just say the church secretary or you, you to what I don't know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, you become something just say at a at a you know with more responsibility. Like that, you know, growing up in that same church or whatever, like that's growth. Now, does that necessarily happen for everybody? No, because obviously it's not that many positions, but oh. it can it can happen in different ways. Like when you're young, you know, you'll be in the youth ministry, but then all of a sudden just say you you get older and you get married. Now you're in a couple's ministry or you, or, or if you older and you're single, you're in the singles ministry and you're in young adult ministry. And now you're in the young adult choir, whatever the case may be. Now you join the mass, the mass choir from the children's choir. Like all of these are examples of growth. You know what I'm saying? In some form or fashion, you feel what I'm saying? Like, so I, I think, I think there is something there like in the consistency of, being a part of, you know, a ministry, especially if, if it's one that you can actually be involved with, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Some, and then, I mean, most churches, like you can be involved with. So even if it's a big church or, or a small church, like if there's ministries or whatever, like people will let you, like if, they, if you want to join that ministry, like they'll let you join for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't really yeah. seen, you know, anybody like shun somebody away from doing something they actually want to do. Like you want to come dance? Yeah, join us, whatever. You know, you want to come whatever. So, um so yeah but like i said to me i think that's gross so i think there there is something there in the consistency yeah of course there is some growth that can happen with change but there like i said there's something there even with the consistency absolutely um i think one of the challenges that some churches have um you know you might they might have like a a good youth ministry, but then like there's no young adult ministry. And right, so what typically right. happens is after everybody gets to high school, 12th grade and graduate, right. there's nothing really to hold them there. Um, the next ministry might be the women's ministry or um, I know <laughs> at my church for the singles ministry, it includes anybody from like 18 to 99 you know what i'm saying and right, my right. church is an older church so majority of the singles are over 50 you know what i'm saying so like um i think sometimes that can be tricky most of the singles are over 50 yeah there's no <sighs> that real... just hit me <laughs> Yo, <clears throat> singles at my dad's church they're not damn that just hit me um, so I think that may play into some people's decision to, you know, change churches after a certain time period. It's just the, not necessarily that the church, you know, is horrible and it, it just might be they don't have the the ministries or the things to meet your personal needs sometimes. Um, and I don't know, you know, like, I don't know what the resolve to that. Cause you know, maybe, maybe that church doesn't have, like you said, the people to, to be on those ministries. Like, Hey, if you want to do it, great. We would love for you to, to take, be the minister of the young adult, you know, ministry. Um, but then right. there's not always people to fulfill those positions too. 
Um, so there's, you know, there's a variety of reasons, I think, why some churches um, you're able to grow and matriculate over the years, over your lifetime. And then maybe other churches you you might can go for a certain amount of time and then you might have to try to pivot and find a new place to go. Hey, y'all, sorry to interrupt, but we have a few church announcements. Follow us on Instagram at the worst ones PK. New content coming soon. We also have a TikTok at the worst ones PK. No content yet, but continue to check us out. If you want to, no, when you listen to our podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. Just make sure you type in the worst ones podcast and you'll find us. And when you get there, make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, and you share. Thank you to our 500,422 followers. We love you so much. Now, back to the show. To me, it's it, not necessarily, you know, what what they have to offer, per se, as much as it is the interpretation. Because, like you said, Janessa, the Bible doesn't change, but interpretations do, you know. Uh, so hearing somebody else's point of view on a story you've heard or a, a theme you've heard so many times over sometimes can revitalize, you know, that message for you in a different way. So I, that's why I'm saying it's, it's always good to get out and hear other people's point of view. Yeah. But, but should that, but should that just be hearing other people's point of view to even to Janessa's point earlier about you can get out of church and then watch somebody else online you know what i'm saying whether it's live stream or even if it's pre-recorded but they posted recently from their most recent service or sermon or whatever like can you can you not just just say get that experience or whatever that way but yet you know still remain in the church that you've been in and you know continue to build or whatever the case may be you know, Rudy, that's a, that's like a big question today, honestly. I think that a lot of people are trying to figure out right. because the pandemic showed us a different way of doing church. Mm. Kind of like what Kelly was saying last week about how you never miss Sunday. You know, I've said it. I grew up where you didn't miss Sunday unless you were sick. Or if you were out of town, those were like right. the only two reasons you could watch somebody's TV show. But if you were right. able body um, and you was in town, you were supposed to be at church on Sunday. But then right. we come to the pandemic where literally everybody was doing some form of virtual church, not not just for like a couple Sundays, but for mm. two years. Sometimes even, you know, some people are still doing it now. And so now, kind of to your point, Terry, like. It's a new interpretation of of how we do church. Can you go to only online and still, you know, be ministered to and filled with the Holy Ghost and receive a word from God? Well, past two years told us, yeah. So right. now, when you know, we're doing this, this hybrid. You can be in the sanctuary, come to church or be online or you can now go to your own church and then also go watch 10 other churches if you want to. Is that a, like, is that OK? You know, I'm inclined to say yes. Um, if, you know. Well, why wouldn't it be? The word is be the correct word is being ministered to and, you know, being spoken to. But I think using older ideologies like you were a part of one church you participated in that church ministry like you went to day services you paid your ties to them only um so it's definitely different now um and i don't know i don't know what other people think like i said i think it's all right but i am kind of curious maybe what some of these more traditional or older people what they think they might be like oh uh -uh, this is this is not it i don't know i don't know and you're talking about specifically what they think in reference to the like the internet stuff like the mm -hmm, uh, like just watching it from home type thing yeah watch right. watching it from home in general like if you still go to your same church as you're going to all your life but now you just fully watch it at home right, right, right. or you watch but your I church 
at home or you physically go to your church, but then you also faithfully watch five other churches, you know, too. Right, right, right. To the point where you're invested to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Right, right, right. I mean, so I, well, I don't know how the old people would feel, but I, I think all of those things are kind of like situational and it depends on why you're doing what you're doing. Like, are you watching? Because I, I know people who physically like go, like just say church hop, if you will, because they like the praise and worship at one church, but they like <laughs> the preaching at another church. So they'll go early to one church, do the praise and worship, then they'll leave and make it to the other church by the time the sermon starts. They create their own church right, right. experience. Right. So wow. what I'm saying is, like, so if you are just say go, you know, going to the same church you've been growing up in, and you are going home and watching five other services or sermons and or sermons, are you watching it because you don't feel fulfilled, or are you watching it to Terry's point for the just for the experience, just to hear different you know, whatever. Um, well, I didn't, I didn't say it like that. Well, I'm I, saying, I mean, every, I, I'm pastor, not, every pastor, every pastor. Let me, hold on, but just let me, let me, just, no, no, I got you. Let me, just let me finish. So the, the so it, it just, it just depends on what, like what you, what you're doing it for. You feel what I'm saying? So if you're, if you're, um, if you're, I think I lost my point. All right, go ahead. Terry. Well, I was saying that every, every pastor, Every theologian in general interprets these words differently. So, you know, when I'm saying it, does it matter if you miss Sunday at your church and go somewhere else? I don't think it does. Just said I always wanted to hear that. But that's probably has something to do with, you know, my upbringing, because, you know, my my dad had a church at a couple of points. And then other times he was more of an evangelist. They would go to other people's churches and speak. And hearing other people kind of opened my mind on that thing a little bit. But it, this is also the same guy that, you know, when, it, when I got to my teenage years and started questioning the faith and other religions and this and that, he's also the guy that said, here. And he gave me a Torah and he gave me a Quran and he gave me a Jijing and said, all right, go, go learn. You know, he had no doubts in, in what he was saying. He's right. like, go ahead. Go look, you'll you'll be back. Right. <laughs> Essentially. Uh you know, so so to me, I think all on all knowledge is good, uh, as long as it's done with the right motivations. Um, you know, so so I I would always encourage people try try a different church. Go for a week, see if you like it. Right. You know? Maybe you'll like it better than the place you're going now. Maybe it'll it'll reach you more. What I was gonna no. say too, what I was gonna say too, Janessa, going back to the um, the whole watching church online, it's kind of like we talked about last week too. Like the when you're just say watching church from home, or even if you're working from home, or if you homeschool, like anything that you do from home, you have the advantage to do other shit while you're doing that. You know what I'm saying? If you're taking college online or whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can do things that people who have to go to the classroom can't do. You feel what I'm saying? So, if I, I, I don't know what the answer is in reference to is it more important to actually go inside the physical building or as long as you're watching it, you, whatever, you know what I'm saying, and paying your tithes or whatever, you know. I don't. I don't know because I think even th there's a balance to that. Like, are you why are you watching it because you're in another city or state? Are you in the? Are you in that same city or state, but just prefer to watch it from home? But when you watch it from home, are you also just say participating in the other stuff? So like when they have, I don't know, a Christmas play at the at the church, you go, you know, you go watch it, or do you still watch it from home? Or when they have, right. you know, the 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 young adult ministry have a little outing or whatever, you know, do you go? Are you just uh, watch it at home? Nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like who, I, I think all of that kind of stuff matters, especially if you're talking about you're a member of a church. Cause mm -hmm. I do think that fellowship matters, but I don't know if it matters on Sunday in service. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I know at some point it does the interaction, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works. I, I know it's preferred, especially if, 
you're you're participating in the service. Like if I'm singing, playing an instrument, you know, preaching, whatever, like obviously I would prefer to do that to people that's physically there as opposed to me having to imagine you hitting the like button or in the comments or whatever, you know what I'm saying, at the, at the crib. But, you know, but if but if I'm receiving it, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I have the answer in reference to actually having to go in or not. Uh, and that's whether you're visiting another church or not. Like even 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 if you're wanting to get the experience from other churches from your home church, do you is it better to actually go into that church and experience it or just watch it from online and then get the experience and then decide to just say switch churches or whatever the case may be? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know. At this point, to your point, Janessa, about what 2020 did, I don't know which one is necessarily necessary at this at this point. Right, and, and on the flip side, I agree with you. There's so you know we come from a generation where we went to church every Sunday, right? Well, there's going to be a whole new generation who didn't. You know, literally, there's kids who are, born, who are born in the middle of the pandemic who ain't never been to church in their life, but right. their parents may have been to church every day of every year of their life, right? And so, you know what? What does church look like for this new generation? Because they might just be like online is all I know. And I don't see nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's really kind of, again, to Terry's point, the whole, just interpretation, uh, because I want to say it is in the Bible. It talks about like fellowship amongst Christians and doing things together, which is, I guess what we do at church. Um, but in this new age, in this digital age or whatever we're calling it, can you still get fellowship that the Bible talks about via Zoom? I don't know. Or, you know, whatever the stream yard or go-to meetings or whatever the platforms people are using. I don't know. I mean, it sounds suspiciously like the arguments being made that the church is more important than the message. Uh you know, because whether you go to a physical building or not, I don't think that really matters. You know, uh, you know, wherever the message finds you, that's where you go. What well, should you should know? should pastors just downgrade to a, a little studio and just record, as opposed to even having a building at all? Depends on what you're drawn to. Where, but I'm where, saying, if 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 just watching it from the crib is because the only point of having a building is for people to. No, I get you, it. You know, to come there and whatever. So if we're not doing that, should you just not have a building, just get you a little studio, you know what I'm saying? Record what are you, service live, whatever, and just do it that what way. It, what are you being called to do? But I'm talking about based off of the response. No, I, I get what you're saying, but it's going to be individualistic. Some people are called to go to foreign countries. Other people are called to, you know, <clears throat> go to the church. Right, right, right. Same thing but, can be said here. It's but if you're, what if are you're, you being called for? But I'm saying, but if you're called to 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 downgrade to a studio or whatever like that, okay, that's one thing. But what I'm saying is, if 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 just say if I have a church of 100 members, I'm just using a small number. If I have a church of 100 members, and 99 of them decide they just gonna watch it from home. Should I at that point just just say? Fuck it. I'm just not gonna have a bill. Why pay rent or mortgage or whatever it is I'm paying? Why why do that? I, I can just set up a little studio in my other room at the house, you know, whatever in my garage or whatever. I have the you know the praise team come in and sing, we'll, we'll you know, we'll do the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. And and we won't have to worry about paying to have a building that people ain't gonna come to anyway. So what I'm saying is, should that be the response if something like that happens because everybody is now adjusting to the new age, you know, I'm going to watch it from, from home. I think for some churches that might be the move. And mm-hmm. I think that's for the churches that really are suffering. Cause I think, you know, little, little be said, or it's not often said some of these big churches were what were the ones that were really struggling in the pandemic for that exact same reason. 
they have these huge campuses that require, you know, tons of electricity and water and overhead just to run it. And, you know, all these people now all of a sudden weren't coming. People weren't tithing as much. Uh, Inflation and job security was high priority. Um, And so a lot of those churches were put in tough situations. Um, Now, whether or not they have downgraded or not, I think we're still in that time will tell kind of phase right now. Um, because the pandemic technically has not gone away. You know, people are just, I guess, living their lives a little different. You might wear your mask, you might not. Um, but does that mean people are going to come back to church and be tithing and giving like they were pre-pandemic? I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of, it's just very interesting. We're living in you know, in present times, like we really just don't know. Uh, but it might be. Honestly, for some churches, it might be. But let me ask you this, Janessa. So I know the main question is, is remaining in the same church just say, well, that stunts your growth. But do you think watching church online will stunt your growth as opposed to being in, in, in service? Using using the, the, I guess, parallel example of if you had to just say take classes online and only have access, just say, to email your teacher or whatever, uh, or set up a, maybe set up a Zoom meeting to be able to talk to them as opposed to physically being able to ask questions, just say, in class or whatever. Like, so do, do, you, do you think your growth can be stunted if somebody adjusted to strictly online regardless of if they switch churches or not or do you think you can still just say thrive it depends on who you are if you can yeah. learn either way well i think it does depend on who you are i think it depends on your learning style i know for me i need to be able to ask questions now if you're only looking at sunday because remember, on Sunday when you're going to church, it's not like in the middle of the sermon, you're like, okay, so pastor, on chapter two, verses three, when it says this, can you go back and clarify? Like, you're not doing that on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I do think you can, if you're just talking about Sunday, possibly get the same uh, message, the same level of understanding. I think for me, you know, I do go to Bible study. I do talk to other people to get clarity. I talk to my own dad about it. So I know for me, I don't solely just do a Sunday. I'm not just a Sunday only person, if that makes sense. I listen to different sermons throughout the week. I'm asking people if I have questions. Okay, so can I get some background on this? Can you explain this to me? If I did not, if I did not have access to that type of engagement, with scholarly theologians, then I probably would be stunted because um, I wouldn't have the clarity and the understanding to grow. Right. I would just be operating in my own limited mind frame. Right. Um, you know, I don't I don't know the context of what happened in this story in the Bible. So I'm just going to take it at face value. In reality, it might be something completely different. Right. So that's that's what I think about it. Gotcha. Do you do you, are you are you are you just as to say captivated with like the praise and worship and stuff when it's happening or are you kind of like singing and you know mopping? You know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> it just depends. Um, I really do try to be engaged with the service when it's on. If it's on TV, sometimes, you know, life be life and then you got a lot to do today. And so if you got to throw some clothes in the washer while the praise team singing, that, that's what happens. But I do try to like not be so busy because I know for myself, I'm not really great at multitasking. Right. And so when I'm multitasking, something's not getting my full attention. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm just kind of like halfway in it. Oh, I might have heard it. And I don't feel like 
when I'm supposed when I'm supposed to be spending time with a guy like that, I I just need to be a little bit more focused. But I like I said, I try not to do it too much where I'm just mopping the floor and singing every praise. Like I try not to. I was gonna think about that same song when I was I was gonna say every praise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's you know, I don't know. I mean now, if, if it's like not service, you know, Saturday morning and I'm cleaning up or whatever, um, and I got my gospel music in the background, like, I don't know. That might be different, but. Is it, well, let me even ask you this. So, not, so just say growth stunting aside, is it just say any, is it disrespectful in, in any way to just say do church from home? And be doing the whole just say multitasking thing as opposed to giving it your undivided attention. And and I'm not saying this to like because I've done it. I'm not saying it's like I'm not I'm not in this boat. I'm just saying like, but is it as you know as opposed to just saying I'm gonna do it from home, but during this whatever hour and a half, two hours, whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna be locked in here. You know what I'm saying? Well- is it better to be locked in at home for a half an hour online watching something or go to the church for an hour and fall asleep during the sermon? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about that. I'm saying I'm talking about being home and multitasking while mm-hmm. the sermon is on as opposed to just sitting there being locked in. Are you listening or are you paying attention while you're doing other things? Because I can put a podcast on and clean the house. And totally right, know right. everything. Yeah. And totally right, right. I'm, I'm not, but what I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't do both. I'm mm-hmm. asking, is it disrespectful to God to do both? Is what I'm saying. Because you, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're basically treating just say his time, if you will, quote unquote, the same as you do a podcast or anybody else's time so like is it you know is it is it acceptable in his eyes like well god i mean i was at church you know i did i, I was i had it on the whole time while i was doing aerobics or whatever the fuck you know what i'm saying and, well and, and taking a shower you're, and cooking breakfast but and you're, you're thinking about it in this noble honoring way i mean you're forgetting the fact God's i i get it but see that's your problem stop trying to put yourself in god's position right because you got to think about it the other way because why well hang on listen why don't you listen first (laughs) what i'm saying is you're saying oh is it disrespectful to god to be doing aerobics cleaning the house while you're listening to a sermon yeah it's not you know how i know because you could be listening to a podcast you could be listening to music you could be doing something else but you're choosing to do that it goes back to the reading thing as long as you if you're a kid to me as long as you're reading i don't really care what you're reading and I, I would like to think that God says, as long as you're giving me some of your attention, I'll take that because you don't, you don't have to be doing that. I can appreciate yeah, that. But, that I, but again, I, I don't, don't believe that, though. I don't believe that because for okay. once, God has already spoken how jealous he is. And humans who are made in the likeness of his image definitely be tripping on that whole, like, especially like you in a relationship don't nobody want to be just say go out on a date and you on a date with them, but you also working or you also, you know, looking at something or watching the game, whatever the case may be. Like people are going to want when there's a dedicated time for something It's one thing if you're already multitasking throughout the rest of the day. But if you dedicate your time to something specific, like people are going to want that attention. And I would imagine this jealous God don't put no other God before me. I would imagine he would probably want the same, if not more. That's Old Testament God. Old Testament God was the je- jealous, wrathful one. This nigga. Well, it is true. You know, he was the jealous, wrathful one. After after Christ came to earth, the whole different ballgame. So he ain't jealous no more. You, you can put another God before him. I, I mean, I do. I've always said that I thought that was interesting, that that's the first commandment, is hold no other gods before me. Because here it is, you have the Bible saying there are other gods. Because how could there be if you don't? But that's a whole different subject. Uh, it's not. No. Yeah, it's not. That, it's not. That there's not other gods. The fact is, 
what I'm asking is, since he's no longer jealous, can we can we put other guys before him? And he's not true. Uh, well, um, again, do you repent at some point? Because what do you mean? You just said he ain't gonna. You said he don't care. I'm asking. Say, whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't say that. I said he's not the jealous, vengeful God of the right. Old Testament. I, I'm not talking about him being vengeful. I'm talking about him being jealous. Being jealous and being vengeful is two different things. What I'm saying is... Well, it's the same you, thing in the back. It's, it's not. Because you don't have to get revenge just because you're jealous. Okay. Um, I'm just talking about the depictions of God from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Um, not, not the hyperbole of words we're going to have an argument about. But... Uh, no, I, I think that God appreciates any, uh, any praise or any affection or that you give him that's heartfelt. Um, because again, you, you don't have to, you have that choice now. You, you were given that choice. You can turn away or you can turn towards, you know, and you're asking, well, did you turn enough? Well, that's not your problem to worry about. Be the person you think you should be. And as long as you believe that. He's gonna see in that. He can see into the heart of you. you and what I'm saying is, if you give your all to something else, but when it's time to give him something, and you give him half, I'm pretty sure he's gonna have a problem with that. Whether not saying he's gonna get revenge, on okay. you, not, saying, not saying he's gonna cast you to hell, but will he feel some type of way? Absolutely. And I think also, like I don't think way God to... feels some type of way. I don't think that's the way it works. Another thing, like to comparing the old testament to the new testament you know we're talking about the ten commandments so it says thou should not kill just because we're in the new testament it does not mean you can kill now like nobody rules have it. no, rules haven't changed so the first as you were saying exodus 20 and 3 um says you shall not have any other gods before me uh you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below you shall not bow down to them or worship them for i the lord your god am a jealous god punishing the children for the sin of their parents to the third and fourth generation of those around me blah 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 so Damn. i mean it goes on but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments so it doesn't change the fact that you're not supposed to have another God before him. It's, and to your point, Rudy, like if, if you're giving a hundred percent to something else, but then when it comes to spending time with God, you're only giving him 10%. I agree. He probably would feel like you, you are giving your hundred percent to something else. That's not me. Um, I could so say I that about everyone. I could say that about everyone in America that hasn't cast off all their worldly possessions to the poor and served God only and specifically for their entire lives. You could say that about anyone, literally anyone, the holiest person you know. Maybe we're all just doing it wrong then. No, I'm just saying if, if you're gonna go to that level and that extreme about it, but just remember the difference between, and God didn't just change his mind, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, you have a path to paradise because he changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Because there was none before that. Christ went, Christ went to hell to free those who were bound in hell for a reason. I think the only thing that changed was the forgiveness that gave us the access. I don't, I don't know if it was necessarily the, the rules changed. I just think it's just the breaking of the rules. And the and the way you get forgiven was what changed. Well, the way that I understand it is, God was jealous and wrathful uh, in his in the Old Testament, and, but then took on a more uh, loving and kind uh, attitude towards human beings in the New Testament. That's the way that I was taught. That's what's up. And I don't I don't see a kind and loving God getting mad at you because you did aerobics while you listened to a sermon. I see it through the eyes of love, which is like, hey, thanks for listening to me while you did your aerobics instead of listening to Hot Jams or, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast or something. Because you had choices, you know. 
and I strongly disagree. Okay. That's perfectly acceptable. Like not like not even playing the fitness strong, like a real gym. Like strong. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. All right. Anyway. Then why even bother? That's my point. Why even bother? You're never gonna make him happy unless you throw off all your worldly possessions and serve God only for your for all your days. Without by that, by the metric you're setting. There is no pleasing God. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't set any metric. You actually did. I didn't know. I didn't. I'm just saying the metric that he said. I didn't say anything. Mm, I would be careful about speaking for God. You just did. No, I said what I think. I'm not saying what I think. Okay. All right. You said he set the metric, and I was like, but I'm saying, well, I'm, well, well, I'm saying, well, you're saying I said I didn't set any metric is what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm going off the metric that I read in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's the metric that I'm going off. It's not a metric that I said like, okay, this, these are the standards that. Well, then, in your opinion, what is how much? What is the level that God is now happy with you? How much of? Your attention must you pay to him before he's before he's satisfied. I I, I don't I don't know as far as like a, a specific time frame. I'm just saying that if you are setting aside a time to you know dedicate it to God, you know what I'm saying like because setting setting aside it to Joe Rogan or somebody else like they're humans. Like who gives a fuck about them? I'm talking about like if you're setting aside to God, it's like okay. Out of out of respect for for you know this entity that is completely responsible for me and everything else, even existing, let alone you know whatever else. It's like okay, I would maybe just get. I mean, it's not it's not like I'm doing it for you know sixty four months straight. Like you, you're talking about. I'm talking about. I think, when I, when I, say I think we months, misunderstood each other. But That's when I'm saying like. 64 months straight, I'm not even talking about like every Sunday, 64 months. I'm talking about like it's not like you have to do it for every day of the year for 64 months straight. You're talking about like an hour, two hours, whatever. Like you can stop what whatever it is that you feel like you just got to do right then and there to give that time to God. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that if you, for whatever reason, on a particular Sunday, have to multitask for whatever reason. He's going to be upset. But I think if you don't necessarily have to do something Mm. like it'll probably be, you know. Okay, so, yeah, I think we misunderstood each other uh, because I'm thinking from the perspective of somebody who says, like, hey, I got to clean the house today. I'm going to put a scripture on while I listen while I do it. That's the perspective I was coming from. I think you're coming from the perspective of I'm setting aside time to to watch it. Correct. I'm I'm setting aside time to watch church and then I go, oh, well, I can do other stuff while I do that. Correct. I, yeah, I, so, a, so again, right, right. it comes back, he can see in your heart. He knows yeah. where your motivation right, right. is. No, right. I, I, got, I got all that, but I'm saying, we, we, we were already talking about in reference to the whole switch of no longer attending your home church in person, but then attending- No, no, I, I get from, it. From, from home, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're at home, but you're, but you're then multitasking Cause if you're if you're at church, you're not going to multitask. You know what I'm saying? But if you're at home, you're more than likely going to multitask. And, and I'm saying if you make it an every week thing, that's one time. It's one thing if you like, okay, I'm gonna stay home this week, watch it, cause I also got to do homework or whatever. But it's a whole other thing if you say, okay, I'm gonna be full time from home just so I can also, you know, bullshit <laughs> while I. While it's on, like I think that's kind of. Fucked. I think I think a lot of people get the they miss the forest for the trees when it comes to the message about you know what 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 it takes because honestly, again, I think you can be perfect in God's eyes and never step foot in a church, but that's just me. Right. You know, yeah, it's not. It's not. I, it's, not a, it's not about that. It's not about whether you, you have to step foot in the church for, to be perfect in God's eyes. It's just, it's about you choosing to be at home instead of attending church like you normally do. And then while at home, I get you're it. Not, you're, 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 you're bullshit. I As get it, what you're saying. Yeah. But again, I, I think a lot of people get hung up on the rules of religion 
and what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do and this and that. No, man, it, it's just in here. That's it. Try to try to keep the world from perverting what's in here. You know, uh, I don't know. It's just my opinion. You know, well, you can find me at jrihanna double underscore. We have fun over there. And it's not private. Like mm -hmm. Sister Kelly. Where you can her. find her at Princess Kel 51 and it is private. You can't say <laughs> Kelly. I guess you can find her, but you can't reach her. You can try and find her. <laughs> can we find you, Terry? I mean, literally, like you Oh yeah, Terry <laughs> Wayne comedy. Sorry, I thought we were doing Kelly's. Uh, uh, she, she literally just did. Okay, all right. I didn't see a pop up. Sorry. Um, yeah, at Terry Wayne Comedy on all social media platforms. I will not be here next week, but if you want to get my book, it's on Amazon. Unclaimed Ashes. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Unclaimed Ashes on set. All right. Well, that was wonderful. Good seeing you guys again. Uh, we appreciate all you guys who listen each and every week and watch each and every week. And uh, yeah, man, we will uh, see you next week. It'll be three. When I again. when I see you in two weeks, I will have some some big news. Oh, exciting! I can't say it now, but it will be big news. Well, we understood that when you said in two weeks, there. Okay. okay. All right. Well, uh, we love you guys. God bless you. The doors of the church are open. All that. All right. We do our sports. Tip of the world. Tip of the world. Yeah, tip of the world.